Hi friends, and welcome to the Relove and Rise podcast. I am your host, Amanda Gazzola, former busy bee chasing her dreams to an energizing self-love advocate. I want the kind of life that has fun, ease, joy, and flow, which is why each week I will bring you an episode that will help you move forward to building the life that you want so that you can elevate and soar. So get ready with me and join me as we take one step forward in that direction today. Hello and welcome to the Relove and Rise podcast. Today we talk with Danielle Deshaw. She is a career guide for women ready to explore their potential and confidently take that next step in their career, one conversation at a time. Leveraging her backgrounds in leadership and adult learning, Danielle connects women to what they can be, feel unfamiliar personal growth, ideas and practices using familiar professional development concepts and tools likely seen or used in her own career journey. As the community producer and host of the C-Suite on Rogers TV, Danielle dedicates her time to helping women to create choices in their careers by connecting today's career and workplace challenges to the rich and diverse solutions, resources, and experts from Southern Ontario. In this episode, we really get down and dirty in the courage to create your own career path and what that looks like and how to explore who you are, how to explore your potential and align with who you are through what you do and making those tough decisions. Self-care can be really unbeautiful. And so that's why I wanted to talk with Danielle today because she really understood and understands what it has taken to, for her to get to where she was, to where she needed to be. And she's done it by leading authentically. And she's also found her own voice and driving the career conversations you want to have. So that's why we wanted to talk about all these concepts to you to see what your next career move is going to be or what you're going to do to take it to the next level. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Welcome to the Relove and Rise podcast. This is your host here, Amanda Gazzola, and I have the beautiful Danielle Deshaw today. She is a trailblazer when it comes to women, career guide for them, and she's a community host and community producer and host of the C-Suite Rogers TV. She is one that you're going to want to talk to today because she has done a transformation. You know, she had a great career and she went and she ended up writing a book and then working with entrepreneurs. So she's done it all and she's went back to the career of corporate. And I want to talk to her today about this because this is, I feel like a lot of women are going through this right now. And I'm no different where I've thought twice about going back into, you know, the safety zone of working back in part-time. So being an entrepreneur is not easy, and that's why I want to talk to her today because she's redeemed herself and become a community pro- producer and host of Rogers C-Suite, and that has taken off where she's now doing her second season. So welcome, Danielle Deshaw. Woo! Thank you, Amanda. I'm so excited to be here today and, and to talk with you and just be able to share whatever guidance and experience that, um, that we can provide together to help other women who might be going through some career transformations or thinking about it, or even just feeling like there's something more, there's gotta be something more to their career. So I'm glad we're gonna be talking about this and delving into it today. For sure. So I wanna just get into a little bit of a background of who you are, you know, you're a mom of two, you're a wife, you're a community producer, you're a host, like you work in corporate, like you, you are a busy woman. So just tell a little bit about, more about you. Okay, so like you said right now, I'm, I'm a mom. I'm a wife and mom of two kids, one dog. 
and yeah, very, very, very busy. So I, I kind of have two, I'm going to call them almost two lives. I live in two worlds right now. I live in the corporate world. I, I work in human resources during the day. That's my day career. At nighttime or after hours, I am, yes, like you said, the community producer and host of the C-Suite on Rogers TV. And I've really kind of taken on this, this almost this passion to really help support, guide, and share, like, and help women around their careers, answering their questions, supporting them through their challenges. And at the same time, from the entrepreneurial perspective, helping to showcase the, um, just not the amazing, but the really, the rich and diverse career support and resources that exist by other women, for women, within our own Southern Ontario communities. That is amazing. And you have done a tremendous job. And basically, to give a little bit of background, I met Danielle at Mompreneur uh, at a conference uh, back in 2016. We were both, uh, I had no idea who this person was, but she definitely stood out because she has like, how many shoes do you have? <laughs> I have a lot. <laughs> She's, she definitely has a lot and I see them like I see them right behind her screen right now but that's not what like, attracted me about her she just has this smile and this like safety of like where you just feel like you can talk to her and so that's why I thought she was a good one to have on the podcast today because the courage and needed to like you know figure out your own career journey you've had to do that and so where like where how did you know that you had to, something had to change it's funny because, and that's a great question. So in my 20s, I had this, this goal, a career goal that I wanted to reach by 40. And I, it's funny because as I was getting closer to 40, there was almost this anxiety because I had reached that goal. Um, and, but when I got there, you feel like, you know, I've talked about it before in other podcasts where, you know, the tick boxes are, you know, they're checked and you look like you should have success and you think you've achieved that success and you have. And, you know, I was grateful for the opportunities I had, but I felt that something was wrong with me because I wanted more. I wanted something different. Something wasn't aligning. And it was, it was hard to really kind of at, the, at that time at 40 to kind of sit down and say, what, what's going on here? I, I don't understand. I, I have the textbook example of traditional cultural success, but I'm not happy. So there must be something wrong with me. So at that point, I just got to the point in my life where I said, you know what, it's now 40. I, I dreaded getting there. Um, so I made that decision and I worked with my, my husband and the family. I said, I'm going to take a step back from my career. So at 40, you know, you hear these, you know, these urban myths about things happening at 40. How did you feel about that? Yeah. When you brought that Sorry. up, how did your husband feel about that? Like, was he, he, was he on board? Was he nervous? Like, that's a big, that's a big thing to feel. Yes. Yes. To just kind of all out of the blue say, you know what? I, I'm done. I'm, I'm done doing what I'm doing. It's not fitting. It's not working. And yeah, he was kind of very stunned when I, it's not like we, it, it was a gradual work into the conversation. It was just a, I'm done. And I don't know what else to do. Uh, so I need to take some time for me. So he, uh, he was so supportive. At the end of the day, I'm extremely grateful uh, for the support that I've had from my family and really to have the privilege to have been able to step back from a career and, and take time. I took two and a half years to explore kind of who I am, what it is that will truly not necessarily make me happy, but make me not only feel successful, but have that success and to connect with my family again, connect with friends, and to really almost learn how to be the best version of, of who I can be. 
That's awesome. And that can be a wobbly step. And when you're speaking right now, I can definitely, like, I definitely understand where you're coming from. I had to do the same thing in 2016 where my, my family came to me and because I was having outbursts, I was miserable and I had to take a step back too, but I didn't, I I was so resistant because I felt like I needed to do more and needed to do more. So the wobbly step and like that part where you're like, you know, you, at least you have, like, we had the support and whatnot, whatnot, but what were the steps that like, you know, you needed to do? Did you know what they were? Like, did you take time to relax? Did you take, like, what did it, what did it look like when you had to start having to rebuild? Like, what were your first things? Because I feel like that part could be really scary for someone that, you know, oh, just like, you know, just stop what you're doing and go and start figuring yourself out. There's so many ways to do that. So what did yours mm-hmm. look like? Mine was interesting because the whole part of when I stepped back, it was, okay, I want to spend time with myself. I realized I wasn't bringing my best self to any of my relationships with my, as a partner, as a mom, as a friend, as a, as a daughter, as a teammate. I just, I, it wasn't bringing the best of me. So I really had to start figuring that out. And I started with myself and my family. So spending lots of time just reconnecting with the kids um, and we would do lots of different things. It was the summertime. So we got to really explore our community, which was great. I'd always been so busy before. I never really even went out and explored the different communities that are around us. So just, that was neat. We did, I did different things with the kids. We went to music concerts. We went to different um, outdoor uh, like parks and just different experiences. And that was, it was really nice. Uh, when it, but at the end of the summer, because the whole plan uh, when I took that step back was I would take the summer off, spend it with the kids, and then return to the workforce in the fall. When that time came to return, just I, I didn't. It was funny because it was I, I didn't go back. And I didn't because all I knew was what I had done, and I knew that wasn't it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't making me happy. But that's all I was. That's what I had been striving for across my career. It was a very linear career path. You know, the, the tick boxes were checked off. And when I knew I didn't want to go back to that, it left a really big question mark as to what else is there? You know, this is a whole part of myself. And so that's where really the whole idea of exploring entrepreneurialism came from. I had lots of friends who were entrepreneurs. They're very successful. And I thought, huh, you know, how hard can this be? <laughs> the biggest oversight um, I think ever I've ever had in my life. But as challenging as it was to start and grow a business focused on, you know, when leadership development for women and girls, it really allowed me to really untap potential I'd never realized about myself and to push myself into areas that I'm super uncomfortable in or was uncomfortable in and to really see what that potential was. What I learned though through that process was, and it, it took a lot of, um, a lot of self-work and guidance and working with a coach to realize that when I stepped away, it wasn't just a job I was stepping away from, it was an identity in how I saw myself. Mm-hmm. And when I no longer had that identity of the title mm-hmm. and the work, that really kind of sent me into a spiral. That's because a crazy separation right there. Crazy. Because that's who I was. And that's yes. how I saw myself. And when it was no longer there, it became, <gasps> who am like, I? Who am I? Exactly. Exactly. And that, it was scary. It was overwhelming. And at days, I just, I thought, it's almost like, how would I ever find myself again? It took me 15 years or, you know, 40 years to get to that point. I don't want to take another 40 years to figure out 
who I am again. Wow. I just got goosebumps because that is such a big piece. It's like you kind of had to make peace with like where you, who you became and who you were. And then it's like, okay, now how do I take that and mold it into, you know, something that's more functional for myself? Because, you know, you, there, there's a lot of great qualities about how, where you got to in your career and got so far. And like that took a lot, it took a, a lot of leadership to even get there and, you know, pushing through and, you know, to show up, especially just even as a woman and stuff like that. So that's a really, that's a really big, big part there. And that part where you're like, oh, well then who am I can become like even overwhelming because it's like you, there's certain aspects that you like, and then there's certain aspects that you don't like. And it's like, how do I not make these same, I don't want to call them mistakes, but they do feel like mistakes again, because I don't want to go to where I was because that was a dark place. So how, like, what were some of the, the, I want modalities or some of the like, what did you have to do to kind of start navigating through that? Because that's a big trench to navigate through. And then, you know, to be open to these new learning experiences and not judge because again, at this point, the way I was feeling is like, I'll, I have nothing to lose at this point. Mm -hmm. I can only have stuff to gain because I need to, there's obviously reasons why certain things work and certain things don't. And like why leaders like Tony Robbins, this is who I started thinking and mentoring from is because like, you know, he wasn't in a good place for such a big part time. He had a rough upbringing, but there's certain things that he worked and they worked. And it's like, what do I need to do? So what were yours? The first thing I had to do, and that's a great question, but the first thing I had to do was I had to ask for and accept help. You know, when I was, you know, when you're in the corporate environment, you know, sometimes it feels like asking for help is a weakness. Whereas I've learned that asking for help is a strength. You can't grow. You can't problem solve in different ways. You can't, at the end of the day, learn and expand what it is that you do and your capabilities if you're not asking and seeking out help. So flat out, I had, I had to ask for help. <laughs> and I, then when it was given, I had to get much better at accepting it. Yes. So, you know, getting the ego out of the way and becoming very humble. And like you said, you know what, if nothing else is working and I need to change things up, I don't know any other way. Obviously what I was doing wasn't working. How can I learn how to do things differently? And that means like you said, you know, finding different mentors, different coaches, whether they're online or in person and just learning and being open to learning and being not just open to learning, but actually open to being coachable and implementing different practices and different changes because you can't make changes. So you can't, if you want different results, you have to be different. You have to do things differently. And to do that, you have to start trying and thinking in a different way. So definitely uh, getting a coach was one of the first things, you know, when I was you know, looking for help, it was getting a coach. And just learning how to think differently. And it came down to really thinking differently about my attitude and learning how to change my attitude about me. And we think our attitude will like, oh, you have a bad attitude or you have a good attitude. It really came down to how do I see myself? And who is that? Who do I not want to be? And who do I want to be? And then how do I start filling in the gaps? So in my corporate background, I did like process improvements and systems. So, okay, so there's a gap analysis here. So how do I fill in the gaps? Are there inefficiencies? You know, and how can I create efficiencies where things don't exist? And how can I do it in a way that works best for me? So filling in the gaps. So filling in the gaps is really working. I was working with a coach. And I learned things like gratitude, like having gratitude and doing affirmations, just really helping to anchor in 
that attitude change that I needed to have to accept myself and be able to identify who it is that I want to be, what does that look like or who does that look like, and then figuring out the different resources that I need to help filling in the gaps. That is one thing you definitely need when you're in this long transformation process. But at the same time, like what I wanted to ask, because getting a coach, I truly do believe in, but I didn't even know about coaches like prior to that. So how did you know that you needed to be coached or you're looking for a coach? And in that, what type of coach did you, did you even know what type of coach you wanted? Is there something that like really stood out to you? Because I feel like that finding the right coach is a really huge one, but also mm-hmm. you kind of need to go through a few to figure out who works best for you and what you need. And then you start learning more about that. Cause I know I've had many coaches, you've had many coaches. And so, you know, like there's certain parts that you like and there's certain parts you're like, like unsure of, or you're like, you tried and you're like, ah, oh, this is not getting me anywhere. So what was the process for you when you started to be open towards the coaching process? Mm-hmm. For me, I, n- I never really had learned or known about, coaching um, before I was approached. And so someone approached me who knew I was challenging and she kind of basically shared with me kind of her story and the value and the benefits that coaching can have, not just on me personally, but on me professionally as well. Can I just, um, interrupt for one second? Cause yeah. at the same time you said that like someone came to you who knew that you were challenging knew that you're going through challenges or yeah. like, okay, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she knew I was having, I wasn't happy. At the end of the day, she knew I wasn't happy and I was struggling. Mm-hmm. So again, because I was not good at asking for help, she reached out and offered that help and said, here's something that, that might, might work for you. She explained it. And I was just in the point where, you know what, like, let's ju- let's just give it a try. Nothing else is working. Not that I'm doing anything different, but let's just start exploring. And it was interesting for me because you know, being from that, that, that background, that very that corporate culture, it was coaching almost became a personal growth was like this. I, it was a whole different language that I had to learn. And just yep. in talking with people, like like in the people in the group, when I started, you know, really delving into it, they were just like the words like manifesting and gratitude and affirmations. I just like, what is this? Mm, <laughs> just, these are not words that were in my vocabulary, you know, six months before. And so for one, for me is reaching out, getting a coach and being okay and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and learning something new that took me outside my comfort zone. Like I like structure. I like processes. I like routine. I'm a systems girl. And coaching was more, it's more open, it's more fluid. You're looking inward instead of looking outward. Like your outward results really at the end of the day are all about what's happening inside. And this is, it was all new. And yeah, I had to ask a lot of questions and I had to really start reflecting at myself and getting my ego out of the way and understanding, yeah, in order how to, how to do that. It just, and it came down to like understanding my attitude and having a very clear goal that wasn't like my smart goal, something very different. That was still a smart goal, but it was all about me. So what's in it for me? And in really doubting that. Did you feel so, yeah. like you're in your head a lot when you're going <laughs> through this process? Because, you know, your people are telling you what you're doing. You have your old routine, old systems, you're like, but what about this? What about this? And then it's like, okay, just go with the flow, trust the process. Like, do you feel like that was happening a lot? 
Absolutely. So when you say, like, were you, was I in my head? Absolutely. I'm very analytical by nature. Yeah, I want to kind of look at everything. And when there's exercises, kind of pick it apart. Well, what about this? And well, what if, and really question what's happening instead of, like you said, trusting the process. Um, so giving up that trust and giving up that control was very challenging for me. Really? So it's, were you fear, fearing failure? Like you couldn't even possibly get this right or like where it was any of that coming up for you where you thought you were failing at this part or just like, wasn't sure if like you were doing it right. Was there any of that happening? There's a lot of, well, how, how do I know? So how do you know what the outcome is? So, you know, in a process, you know, if you do ABC, you can expect the outcome to be X, Y, Z. Well, when you're doing personal growth and self-development work, you can do DEF, but there's no guarantee you're going to get GHI. It may be W, it could be T, like you don't know what you're going to get. Mm. It's just learning to be able to trust and be comfortable with whatever, you know, um, effects are happening. You're creating choices. There's going to be an effect. So what happens in just being opening to the opportunities that come from that and the learning opportunities versus expecting certain results to happen, which Again, from my background, that was, that was very challenging to not be able to know what the outcome would be. Oh, I, oh man, this is so good because literally what we're doing right now, if you're listening, um, which I know you are, this is actually the process of what personal development looks like. And so with my question that I have next to you is um, when you're working with your coach and you've been working for a little bit, how, what were the parts that came up that you knew you started seeing some success and it could be the smallest one to the biggest one. There's no right or wrong, but I want, I want you to know, I want to know what success, what like started looking like for you when you started seeing a little bit of light. So I'll give you an example of when I started seeing a shift in my attitude and it, it may be really small, but to me it was huge. Yes. And eventually one day, you know, you always kind of have this idea of like, someone who like looks really cool and put together. And to me, it was wearing aviator sunglasses. I don't know what it is. What it? I know it just, it's something small, but just, to me, it's just like that. That's this idea of just, that's what cool and fun and put together looks like. And I, I've never put them on because I always said, Oh, they don't look good on me. They're not my style. Uh, that's not me. So I finally got to the point where, again, working on this attitude piece where I went out one day and I bought a pair of aviator, aviator sunglasses and they were, you know, they were silver, they were a smaller frame, they fit my face and boy, when I put them on, I just feel like elevated. Like I feel like I can do anything. It's, and again, it's something very small, but it took, it took, it's not like I just went to you know, the store, the mom and pick them up because I had to work on me first and be able to see, you know, who do I want to be? I want to be like this cool person, but other people can't or won't see me as being cool if I don't, if I don't see it. And so, yes, I bought these aviator sunglasses. So that's when I knew, okay, I'm starting to shift that attitude around who I am and who I think I am. Um, so yeah, something small, but it was, it was very profound for, for me. That is, oh man, that's totally up my alley. And when, when you're speaking about that, you know, what came up is like, it's like you're creating your alter ego. It's mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Because the alter ego is a version of who you want to be. And you just, you know, you need to do something, you know, you need to start somewhere. And it was like, that was the first tangible piece that you actually 
felt where you're like, this is my, and it does start with something like putting on the glasses, like Clark Kent does for Superman. Like Beyonce does like putting on like her attire for her show and stuff like that. She had to do that. Oprah did like one woman did for Oprah's shoes. Like she wanted to be in Oprah's shoes because then she could feel what success looks like. And then it can mold her into doing more with her life. And because she can really embody it. So it's like, those are the missing pieces and those are like the big parts that are move mountains when you are putting those sunglasses on. It's like you were starting to create that person that you want to be. And that's huge. And I, I totally feel that. I totally feel that. So that, do you feel like th at that point is when you started understanding like what you, what self-care was looking like for yourself, what leading authentically was started feeling much more like where you're like, these are things that make me feel good. So this is what I'm going to keep doing. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And it was just, it's, it was like one of the pieces of so many pieces in a puzzle. For me, it was more like the self-development and this whole journey around you know, personal growth and mixing with professional development is like a 10, not even like a 10,000 piece. It's like an infinite piece puzzle that you're constantly just putting things together. And also you're, you're building um, a picture within the puzzle and you're like, okay, that's great. And then sometimes you can keep building on that one piece of the puzzle or you can move over to something else and start working on something else. And eventually you connect the two. And I felt like that's, that's really what's kind of happened with me. And the whole thing around self-care, that was something that I really needed to learn about. Something I've, I've really never done before. You know, years ago when I went on vacation, I would just, the whole idea was I'm gonna go on vacation. I just wanna sit there. I wanna eat and drink. I don't wanna talk to anybody. I just want to exist. Whereas my husband, you know, he would want to like go off social and be social. Butterfly. And now I'm like, no, I just want to sit <laughs> and just recharge. Whereas now, instead of you know, having to wait however you know, many years before going on a big vacation to recharge all at once, I really focus on now like recharging almost like really on a daily basis. And that's all about getting up a little bit earlier, um, in which I, I, I'm not a morning person. I much prefer to stay up till, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. I've had to make the shift to getting up early. And that's my, my, my time before anyone else gets up, before I have to head into work. And just, that's where I do. I do gratitude. I meditate. I write my goals out and I do some affirmations. It's all about setting myself up, giving myself a little bit of love. And then at the same time, putting myself in that mindset and that position to really start my day where I can give the best of myself to everyone else during my day. Wow. What a transformation because like knowing that, like, yeah, she's for everyone here, she's called herself not a morning person for a long time, but like totally opposite where I get like some messages at like 6am and it's like, you've been up for like a bit and whatnot. So quite a transformation. And that's something you never used to do. So that's a huge part that has changed your life. And so with yourself, like kind of let's fast forward a little bit. Now you've made, like you've done the, some, you've learned entrepreneurship and now you've went back into doing corporate. So now your big thing is like, that was a big decision that you had to make. And like when you decided that you wanted to go back, but you've learned all these, like learned all these new languages, learned, you know, what entrepreneurship is, learn to like put yourself first so that you can fill up that battery. And was that a scary decision to go back? Like, were you ready for it? Were you like, what was coming up for you? Because now 
that's what you do when you're doing your C-suites is that you want to, you want to showcase and show the two worlds and how they can really mold together because both create leadership in their own way, but it's like molding the two together. So what does that look like for you when you went back into what you have or started to do now? When I went back, it was, there was a lot of different things going through my head, a lot of different emotions. It was time for me to go back from my kids' perspective. They actually initiated a conversation and said, you know what, mom, you don't, you don't need to be home when we come home. Like, we don't need you around to walk us to school. We're, we're okay. So they, they were really sharing that they were, they've become more independent and I didn't need to be around as much. Okay, so I had, you know, that, that, that was great. There was that aspect. The second aspect was I had been kind of, it was been playing in my head for a while around my business um, about returning to work. I was having a lot of different struggles, getting really focused in the business on exactly what I want to do, how do I want to do it, and all that messaging. All those things that are really important as an entrepreneur, like you know, in order mm -hmm. to be able to connect with the people that you really want to help at the end of the day. 100%. It, was, it was a whole world, it was lots of learning in two and a half years. And I just feel, I, I was feeling, it's almost like I felt like at that time when I returned to work, it was almost those same feelings I was having and experiencing at the time where I made that decision to leave the corporate world when I was 40. It was interesting, very, you know, two very different lives, but I, those almost same kind of emotions. I was scared to return to work because I was afraid of being judged. I took two years off, so I was going to, you know, was I going to be judged for leaving, you know, a leadership position in a Fortune 500 company? What were people going to think? What were people going to think about me trying to grow a business? And then what were people going to think about me about leaving? So what's, what's the story behind leaving the corporate, doing the entrepreneurial thing, leaving the entrepreneurial world, and then getting judged based on that? I no longer had that beautiful linear career path. There was some forks in the road. And I was really trying to figure out how, how do I join all of it? I was misaligned and I need to figure it out. And then I was afraid of what other entrepreneurs would say with me returning. You know, was I, was I a failure? Like, what are people going to think when I, you know, can't make it into business? And, but so yeah, lots of fear, lots of self fear of judgment. At the end of the day, it was all about fear about myself and how I felt others were going to see and what they were going to say. At the end of the day, I had to look at, you know, I, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Something was missing. I was almost craving certain aspects of the workforce that I never realized were really important to me. I love being a part of a team. I love having a very spe uh, specific skill set that is used to you know, solve problems. Um, I missed, again, the people. I missed working with people. I think for me, that was part of it. And I'll be completely honest, I missed having um, a stable income. For sure. Like as an entrepreneur, especially growing a business, that income isn't always there. Mm -hmm. And that, that's very important to me. And I learned that, especially being an entrepreneur, but that needed to be there. So there are a lot of things that I needed back in my life that I was missing that were important to me. So I had to kind of push aside all the fears that I had and the judgment that I felt that people were going to give and just make the decision to return. And I actually returned as, as a temp. Because at the end of the day, I just wanted to work. I was having troubles and challenges finding work and returning back into the workforce again. And at the end of the day, I just wanted to work. I wanted to help a company move forward towards you know, whatever their goals were, solve their challenges. And I just wanted to be able to give and to serve. So that's why I started temping. And then from there, it, it just kind of grew into where I am today.
That's awesome. And I think that for ourselves, we are our own worst critic. We have all these demands, especially when you come, when you're a very high performer, because you worked for Fortune 500, you did really well in what you did. But it's like, but at the same time, at the end of the day, you left because you wanted to start feeling better. And what you learned was so much more. And it's like, you're ready to go back because you got to bring all these nuggets that you've learned for yourself to take care of yourself because that's one thing you never did. And then give back more because you understand business, you understand work ethic, you understand demand, you understand what you have to do to like get yourself up, prepare for success in the morning by meditating, giving gratitude. You understand gratitude on a whole different level than you did before. It's like now you have all these feelings that you never had because you were never being able to like you've only done what you've needed to do, but those are all, everything built up so that you can do even more now than you did even before. So yes. yes, everything happens for a reason. I truly do believe that because, you know, whatever God universe, whatever you want to call it, they gave you the time that you needed to say, Danielle, like, let us show you the way. Let us, like, let's start connecting with our feelings and, like, actually figure where we want to go and have this vision because, obviously, you want more, but you don't know what it is yet because you've never had the time to think. You've only had time to do. Mm-hmm. And I like how you said about you kind of connecting with your feelings because one thing, feelings, I, I never talk for, I never talk about feelings. You know, my friends and I, we would joke that, like, I had, like, a 10-foot radius. You know, sometimes it says, like, you have a personal space about three feet around you. Mine was 10, 15. Like, the bigger it could be, I was, I was cold. I was not very emotional. Like, I really was all about being behind a guard. And that's the one thing I really learned being an entrepreneur and taking this time for myself is now I'm a hugger, which is hard <laughs> to do right now. I love to, to give people hugs and to embrace and to be able to connect with those feelings and understand what does that mean? What are my feelings trying to tell me uh, and not push them down, but to really honor them? What is this trying to tell me? And then seek out that guidance that I need to help understand what they are and, and move forward. But yeah, feelings. Yeah. We're learning how to deal with those and being comfortable with them and seeing them as a, as almost a gift and a guide versus just this negative thing that's always pulling you back. That was a big shift as well. That's a huge, that's one of the bigger shifts because yeah, like some, we are sometimes afraid to feel because you don't know where that feeling is going to take us. And like, you always want to seem like you're in control. You always want to seem like you have it together. And sometimes if you go into something, you're like, you're not sure where, like, you know, where it comes from. So, but that helps you understand yourself on a different level and on a better level that you're staying aligned with your path and stuff. So definitely one that I totally recommend if like you're like thinking and you're wondering what to do for like your soul searching is to definitely slow down and to start under asking yourself at the end of the day, you know, did like I do my best today? Was I happy? If not, why? And then keep asking yourself why. Do you think that like working with your coach helped you audit yourself like uh, you on a scale that like you would have never been able to do before? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it really becomes like they bring a different perspective. So often because I'm very analytical, I can be in my head and I want to think I can figure out the solution to something. My coach really helped me to say, nope, here's a different perspective. Even when it came around to things like understanding my strengths. And how do I grow? And how do I use that? And how do I elevate those? I, you know, we all do what we do very well. It's, almost, it's very innate. So it, it's, it can be very challenging to really understand what are our strengths. Having someone else coming in from the outside, sharing their perspective, 
and what those strengths are really makes a big difference as well. Then you can learn where can you leverage um, mm. what, what you're doing and how to help others or to get to where you need to be, change your results. And also where can you grow? What are your, again, those gaps, you know, that gap analysis, where can you grow? Where there's a, where there's a challenge, what, what new potential or what new learning do you need to have or tools or knowledge in order to fill that gap in order, again, to keep moving forward? hundred oh, percent. So we're going to take what we just spoke about and go into one of our last conversations because this one's a really huge one, because again, I don't think if like, if you stayed at the, uh, like at the the company that you had prior, you wouldn't be where you are today. So mm -hmm. you are the host and producer of C-Suites. And so when did that vision start coming alive? Because I'm all about, you know, finding your vision and working towards it. And this is something that like, you know, since I've known you, you know, I, I know that you've wanted to do it a little bit, but then like, obviously something has pushed you where you're actually doing it. So what has the, like, what process did that look like? What made you, what inspired you to do a host? And I know you want to even take it further. So what did, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. The idea of being on TV is very odd, odd for me. So growing up, I never liked being in front of the camera. And this when we actually had like the physical cameras in, in grade school, when they came out, I would dart. I would either want to be taking the picture or hiding under a desk, pole, whatever, just get out of the shot. I did not like being in, in photos. It was more a, a self-conscious thing. When I was an entrepreneur, I think it was about 2017, I had this idea, and I don't, again, I don't know why, just I wanted a TV show. More for the fact that I wanted to create this platform to be able to have conversations to talk about leadership. The idea at the time was leadership for women. I actually submitted a pitch to a large network and, and that's okay. It didn't go anywhere, which is fine. I had no idea how, how to submit the pitch, but I did. I still took the action that planted a seed. When I returned to um, the corporate world in 2018, I still had that entrepreneurial mindset of how can I help? How can I do more? How can I be more? And when I wasn't in that entrepreneurial journey anymore, really kind of struggling to figure out what it is I want to do, how am I going to do it? The stress went away. And then the idea to actually, you know, repitch a, a show with a different concept, that's where it came from. And that's where the pitch came from to Rogers and Rogers TV in Kitchener, Waterloo region to really uh, about the show about helping women to create choices in their careers. And the choices come from the different knowledge, the solutions, the resources, and the experts on different career challenges that women have on a day-to-day -day basis. And these resources exist right here in Southern Ontario. I met so many of them when I was an entrepreneur. And just because of them, I was able to you know, fill those gaps, those skill gaps, those knowledge gaps that I didn't have before to really help me move forward and feel good about myself and create those skill sets that I needed that I use my career today. So I wanted to connect the solutions they have to the challenges that women were having in the workplace. And that's where the C-suite really came from. And the C-suite, the C stands for choice. And it's kind of a tongue in cheek play on the actual C-suite, so that corner suite. Because it, it basically means there's, there's the climb. But at the end of the day, we have choices as to what that climb looks like, where that climb can take us, and when we want to get off the climb, like there are choices. Sometimes we don't realize what they are and what they could be, or we just need some support and some guidance on how to do that. 
So that's what the show is all about, is connecting those career challenges that women have today and whatever challenges they are to the solutions that entrepreneurial women and small business owners have and connecting kind of those two worlds together. And that is where I wanted to talk about this because do you believe that with everything you've done that you've been able to connect those two worlds together with going back to work now? Do you feel like the, the, the environment is different? The, how you show up is different? Mm -hmm. you know, do you feel like that, that more of that authentic leader than you did before? Yes, 100% yes. How I think is different, how I see myself is different. What I valued before was, you know, the, like the money and the titles and that sense that others saw you. Um, that's not there. Really, I now know that you can lead without, with any title. Um, just understanding that all I want at the end of the day is to have my work valued and appreciated and acknowledged in different ways, whatever that happens to be. And being able to connect you know, the, that corporate world with the entrepreneurial world and to really exist in both at the end of the day that completes all of me it's taken over five years to, to figure that out and to be able to embrace and and not worry about how do i make all of me fit to where it needs to be just allowing that process to happen where it can exist it's taken a lot of conversations. There's always the conversations evolving as to how to continue to work during the day and how do I do this outside of uh, the show, outside of work. There's, so it's always evolving, there's always conversations. But at the end of the day, it's all about embracing all of who I am and bringing the best of myself to my career, to my side passion, and really connecting and helping women in a way that just feels authentic um, to me. What does your best self look like now? Uh, it's someone definitely who takes time for myself. And it's someone who at the, the start of the day, I, I have an intention as to how I want to live my day and who I want to be during my day and how do I want to feel. But being very clear almost on a, on a daily basis as to how I want to keep moving my life forward. Like who do I want to be? How do I want to help? And how do I want to serve others at the same time? How do I want to serve and help myself first and realizing that's not selfish to give yourself self-care. It's actually one of the best gifts you can give yourself and to others in your life. It makes me a much better leader. It makes me a better communicator. It makes me a better mother and a partner. It just all around. It just makes me better because I'm able to give all of me in a very more calm <laughs> calm mindset um, with less ego, less emotion, but as much of myself that I can give. That's a, such a beautiful answer. I'm like smiling ear to ear just hearing that because <laughs> it's so true. Um, so your show is looking for guests. And if there was a guest, what type of guests are you looking for to come on your show? Um, because we definitely love to help and serve. So what would, what would qualify a guest to come on your show if someone was to do that? Oh, thank you for asking. So I guess it's really, it's, it's someone who's, who is an expert, uh, a resource, or even a storyteller for any kind of career challenge that a woman might face, whether it be in her personal growth or her professional development. It could be, if you look at a, you know, the high level topic of, of leadership, it could be what skills or knowledge would leaders need to have in the first 90 days of, in a new leadership role. Or as an executive, you know, how does leadership change over the years? 
Um, and it could also come to like developing teams. So how do you give feedback? How do you give a very value-added performance review to things like self-care? So very frequently on the show, I have guests and I, I make a point of make sure, making sure we have guests that yes, talk about the personal growth. So the goals, um, mindsets, and we're talking about professional development. So leadership, um, knowledge, different tools and how to move past fears. And we're also talking about the health, you know, mental, spiritual, emotional health and our physical health. So we, we have healthcare people could tell me on different, different exercises we can be doing at our desks. You know, how to, how to eat better, even though we're on the run and we're so busy and sometimes we don't take that time for lunch. How can we make better choices around eating? How can we make better choices around being present in our lives, whether it be at work? We talk about mindfulness. We've had someone talking about, again, breathing and meditating in just three minutes, three minutes sitting in the bathroom. You can just refocus your day by taking care of you. So it's really anyone, again, or if you have a great story, we've had guests come on talking about how they haven't followed that traditional career path how they've taken on a, a challenge and done something completely outside the skills that they, that they knew before to create something that they absolutely love or passionate about. So it's experts, it's storytellers, it's resources for others helping to make career cho choices and changes. And really it's anyone from, you know, from Southern Ontario. Uh, if you have, uh, if you, you know, it's, yeah, it's just creating, if you have a solution, a career solution that, uh, to challenges that women have, those are the guests and this is the show for you. That's awesome. And so they can contact you directly. Um, like, and I'll provide the email in the show notes for sure, but they can contact you to see if, if they would be a good fit. Yeah, they can reach out directly or if they're not very, if they're not familiar with the show, they can actually go on to the show webpage, which is rogerstv.com backslash the C-suite. You can see all the different episodes that we've had in the past season one. And there's also a guest application button. So you can click on the link there, fill out your information and, and apply to be a guest that way as well. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Danielle, you are a value of information for everyone to help us, you know, them to start wondering what they should do for themselves, understand the feelings and the trials and tribulations that are going to come through when they decide to make like that switch or figure out what their next step is. Either way, you shared so much great, raw, vulnerable information that, you know, helps people not feel alone at the end of the day. So thank you so much for being on the show. You're absolutely welcome. Thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. All right, guys, I am sending you guys so much love till next time. And as always, the only way to get this podcast out is you. I thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart because it would not be where it is without you guys. If you find any value out of this podcast, please like, share, and rate and subscribe. It honestly would mean the world to me. And that is how you can give some love to this podcast back. All right. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, keep being amazing and keep being you.